is Connected Nation, an award-winning podcast focused on all things broadband. From closing the digital divide to improving your internet speeds, we talk technology topics that impact all of us, our families, and our neighborhoods. You've heard of smart TVs, smartphones, and smart homes, and even smart cities in urban areas. But on today's podcast, we explore similar ideas for rural America, and it includes smart towns, smart education, and smart biz. I talked with those leading these programs during the Connections 2023 conference hosted by Calix and found out exactly what those offerings can do. I'm Jessica Denson, and this is Connected Nation. Mary Beth and I are standing here in the middle of the expo area for the Connections 2023. 2023 conference in Las Vegas. It'll, it's a little faux town. There's grass down. There's there's nightlight or street lights up and a little faux street and it's really nice. It's it's kind of welcoming, <laughs> like a small town. So tell tell our audience a little bit about what Smart Town Smart Biz is and uh, why you're here today. I'd be happy to, Jessica. So Smart Town is community wide Wi-Fi that is fiber fed. This is very high quality, high speed Wi-Fi. It's very different than the general open Wi-Fi that you might experience at a coffee shop or a McDonald's, which is not safe, secure, or private. Smart Town is safe, secure, and private. And the beauty of Smart Town is that it already leverages the equipment and the cloud solutions that our BSPs already have with Calix. So BSPs can decide where they want to deploy Smart Town. They may look to implement Smart Town by deploying systems in public spaces. We've seen downtowns, ball fields, parks, where music festivals and food truck events are held. We've also seen some broadband service providers choose to activate their subscriber gigaspires to provide more of a community-wide Wi-Fi network. This is particularly impactful in areas that have poor or no cell coverage. So this is co- literally connecting community, changing lives, providing a safe, secure experience for people of all ages. So Smart Town is really something that's remarkable that we're very happy to deploy with our BSPs. And in our customer success role, we work with the BSPs after they decide to purchase Smart Town and move forward. We work with them on their go-to-market planning, their employee enablement, their readiness. We set them up for success when they initially launch Smart Town. We talk to them about how they're going to communicate to their subscribers and how they're really going to get their subscribers really excited about Smart Town Wi-Fi. And then we help them grow after they launch and expand. So that's a little bit about Smart Town. So um, one thing before I ask you a few more questions about it is I've noticed that everybody at Calix calls ISPs BSPs. Is there a is that really a conscious thing that the whole company is doing? Yeah, so BSP, broadband service provider. Uh, well, I've been with Calix almost a year, and I had the same question when I first came to Calix. I was like, what is a BSP? <laughs> first, I had to research it before I did my interview. So I think it's intentional because it's broadband, right? Right. This is fiber. So think about the communities that we work with, the BSPs that we work with, and the communities that they're in. The way I'd like to describe this to my friends and family who wonder, what do you do? <laughs> who is Calix? Is I say, think about areas that didn't have electricity 75 years ago. These are the rural communities that the big providers just don't care about. 
but our BSPs are deeply rooted in their communities and they are delivering high quality, world-class broadband services and then we're enabling them with managed services on top of that network. So just like you heard Scott Hendricks talk on main stage earlier, the view out your window should not dictate what type of service you can get for broadband or really anything else. So they're bringing world-class services to their rural communities to provide better education, better health care, working from home, economic development, you name it. Yeah, I talked to uh, Scott Hendricks with Tom Bigby earlier today on the po- or yesterday on the podcast, and Matt Collins, uh, who's with your group, and uh, there was a real friendship between both of them. And I've noticed that with everybody I've talked to with Calix and their partners and the the BSPs as you call them. Uh, why is that? Is that a, is that a cultural thing for the company? I believe it is, and I think we are very all very focused at Calix on the purpose of what we do. And we are really working with with these providers that deeply care about their communities. That was the theme that you heard on main stage. Serving their communities, serving their members in the ter- in you know in the case of co-ops. And coming from tier 1 background, I find this incredibly refreshing that I think the Calix employees really feel that they are doing something that matters in areas that larger companies just don't really care about. In the small towns, the rural areas. And so the smart town is truly focused on the idea of the smaller places because playing off of that smart city generally. terminology. Yeah, generally. So we had we had a gentleman that just came up here a little while ago and he's saying, you know, we have really great cell coverage. Um, don't really see a need for the Wi-Fi. And then as we dug deeper a little bit into it, he says, well, we don't really have cell coverage everywhere. And we do think there are some opportunities to work with our municipalities. And as we dug into it a little bit more, it's like, yeah, there are opportunities there. And the great thing about Smart Town is it's not one size fits all. Every BSP can take a step back and figure out what's their strategy? Where do they want to deploy Smart Town? Do they really want to do a community-wide network like some of our providers have done? Or are they really focused on gathering spots? Do they want um, do they want visitors and non-subscribers to be able to enjoy Smart Town Wi-Fi as well? So they can make that individual decision and deploy Smart Town in any fashion that they like. We've also seen some providers start a little bit smaller and then grow, Le- you know, learn through the process, refine, and we're still in our early adopter program for Smart Town, so we're learning quite a bit every day. So in the long term, what do you hope comes from this program? So I have a vision, much like Scott Hendricks, of smart town communities that can also be connected to one another. So one of the things that I believe it was Michael or Matt spoke about earlier was was roaming. So while we're talking about individual communities here, the future will be for those communities to also be able to connect. So between BSPs, they can form alliances. That's very powerful. Very powerful. Well, I'll leave it there. Thank you so much, Mary Beth, for joining me today. Thanks, Jessica. Have a great day. 
I am now standing with Joshua Palmer, who's a customer success success specialist, if I could say that, with Calix. And you know a lot about the new thing. I was told you know a lot about uh, the Smart Town for Education. Can you share some of what that is and what it, what it's supposed to do? Sure. So Smart Town for Education leverages similar use cases, such as the organizational use case, uh, where we would onboard a large group of students to have access to the network no matter where they're at. Now, we know there's a lot of issues today with students not having access to internet. And I don't like to think of kids sitting in a Panera or a McDonald's having to do their internet. I'd rather them be in a safe location. So what Smart Town for Education does is it allows the students to have access to the network no matter where you want them to have access to the network, whether it be at a school, whether it be at a park, whether it be in a community. So similar to the organizations, we, you could fully unroll all your students uh, by yourself onto an organization, and at that point, they would have access to the network no matter where they're at um, on their devices. Before the pandemic, there was something called the homework gap, where a lot of kids were not able to bring stuff home, and they didn't have internet access, and I think the pandemic really revealed that that gap is bigger than we ever expected. Absolutely. So what is the challenge in rural areas, in some of the places that you guys are working, that you'll see that you see with this? Sure. So I see, again, a lot of students that don't have access to the internet, so they're not able to do their homework. Uh, so if they are able to access the internet in these safe locations, uh, think of an apartment complex with a common ground where they're able to leave where they're at to sit in an area where they're safe to do their homework in a, a quiet and manageable place. Uh, so I see the solution uh, being very beneficial to the students, very beneficial to the uh, teachers as well. Um, but outside of students that are having trouble, think of student athletes. So a lot of student athletes will travel from location to location and they have homework. My daughter comes home with tons of homework, but she's in multiple different sports. If she arrives two hours early to a basketball game at a different school, today, if they don't have Smart Town for Education, she can't have access to the internet at the school. With Smart Town for Education, as long as that partnership's there, she can have access no matter if she's at her gym, she's at a competitive gym, if she's at the park, if she's at the gym, no matter where she's at, she has access to the internet. And it's not just access, it's safe access uh, brought to you by Passpoint. So is there a different approach that's taken with the educational component? Do you work with schools or superintendents or anything like that? Or is it still an overall for the whole area? Sure. From a Calix standpoint, it's done the same way that we would onboard the organizations. But from a BSP standpoint, there are the additional relationships that you have to have with the schools. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, BSPs have relationships already today with the schools, so it's very easy for them to move out from that point, stand up Smart Town for Education for in a football stadium, so to say, similar as Tom Bigsby did. So yes, there is a few extra steps that's added, but we've done this enough times now where we've documented the success. So my role as a success specialist, we document and template out all the things, the necessary steps to do, so there's no surprises along the way, and you know what to do um, through each step of your deployment. And what about the safety component? I know a lot of school networks have um, a portion of it that's about security. Is Are these networks, is that done with that in mind? Sure. So outside of Passpoint, which is the security protocol that authenticates and encrypts users, Experience IQ as well as Protect IQ is a part of Smart Town. So those same filtering contents where you can set up uh, teen settings to not have violence, not have gambling, not have really anything that you don't want them to have can still be set up and customized specifically for that school on what their standards are. 
That's awesome. So how does um, a BSP, as you call it, I was talking to her that most people say ISP. I love that you're saying broadband uh, service provider instead because it is high-speed internet. Um, but what would a an organization that wanted to be involved in the Smart Town or the Smart Town for Education need to do? Sure. So you would first reach out to your sales representative from Calix. Uh, from that point, they would introduce you to Jeremy Crosby, which is over the Smart Town. Uh, he would qualify the customer, make sure that their use case is in alignment with what they wanted to do. From there, they would introduce them to myself, Joshua Palmer. Uh, so as a success specialist, again, I help with the go-to-market, with the enablement side, of it uh, and I help you a step-by-step basis from learning about the product all the way up to the actual deployment uh, so all you really need to do is just ask uh, but the, definitely the best place to go initially is with your sales rep yeah I've really noticed there's a close personal touch with everybody with some of the um, the attendees have told me we love working with Calix I would take them to dinner <laughs> their their staff uh, is that just an approach that you all have chosen or that you you yourself enjoy or what is that is that culture sure it's very much culture I think Calix hires the right people uh, the hiring process for here was very very extreme but they want specific people working for the product um, I've been focused mainly on education because I have three young kids so I can put a visual in my head of what this is going to impact the students will be like and if I could help one student to me it's a win but we're seeing broadband providers help thousands of students across the across the community and in the long term what would you like to see happen with the smart town for education for long term with smart town with education I would like to see it on a national level um, I know that roaming alliances is going to be very important here coming soon where BSPs are able to have a, a relationship at, from a smart town standpoint where they could all share a similar community. I would absolutely love to see a student community that would reach from California to New York that no matter where these students are at, they have access to a secure, safe network no matter who their provider is. All right. Well, thank you, Joshua, for taking time to talk with me today. Sure. No problem. Thank you. I'm with Jacob Ferguson with Calix. He's the RVP of Smart Life Managed Services. Thank you for joining me, Jacob. Yeah, nice to have you. Thank you. Um, we talked about Smart Town and Smart Town for Education, but I noticed the booth that says Smart Biz was slammed. There were people all over it. I couldn't get in there for a little bit. It's like a little uh, mock cafe. It's very cute. Um, so why are so people so many people so excited about SmartBiz. Yeah, so this is kind of a long time coming for us. We've had this kind of in the market for about two years, teasing with, with BSPs that, that SmartBiz was coming. Um, so we are officially launched about halfway through the year. Officially, this is our fastest growing uh, managed service to date, which is great. Um, but it serves a market that we haven't really served before, and a lot of BSPs haven't either. So it's fitting a niche that's right in between enterprise business and residential services. So uh, we think it's going to do really, really well and, and make a big splash with BSPs. Describe for our audience what exactly it is. Yeah. So right now, typical services on a, on a small business is just beefed up residential, right? They pay a little bit more. Now we're trying to add a little bit more value so that uh, a, an internet service provider can go back and, and ask for a little bit more money for, for the value. So a big part of it is is wireless backup. So fiber is, is super dependable, but things happen. Squirrels exist, constructions exist. So if something were to happen, it fails over and keeps the business up and running and they can take transactions and, uh, and keep everything up and running. That's a big part of it. Uh, another big part is being able to segment the, the, uh, the network and, and create a, a unique SSID for 
customers as they come in, the employees as they work around, and then have an owner network as well. As I'm sitting in the back doing the accounting or doing the bookkeeping, I know that I'll have access on a regular basis. Another big piece. And then uh, finally, just another highlight, although not limited to, uh, analytics. So something that a small business has never had before. Who's coming into my business and using my internet? And how do I use that data to my advantage to either market or uh, change my product set to be uh, a, a better patron or a, or a better provider within that area? Um, so yeah, again, small business just adding tools that they haven't had access to before. It's interesting that you say analytics because Google just went to G4, which is a little more complicated than their last analytics that a typical business may even look at, you know. Sure. Um, so is it simplified for any business owner? Because not just because you're a business owner, you run, yeah. you know, you may make blankets or you may have dogs or whatever it may be. You might not know anything about analytics. Is it simplified for them? Super simple. So, yeah, if you're a baker, you want to bake. Right. If you're an auto, you know, an auto mechanic, you want to be an auto mechanic. Um, no, everything is right within the app, so we call it Command Works, and it's fully personalizable, so or customizable, so each internet service provider can make it their own. Um, but all the analytics, all the changes that you can make, control over the network, it's all within one app. And I think it's 2023, everybody knows how to use apps these days, so super simple to use. And what about security? Security is a huge thing, yes. obviously. You, you hear about them, you hear about the breaks, and you immediately go like, oh gosh, they have my credit card information. Exactly, yeah, so a big part of it. So we have uh, SMB level protection right within SmartBiz, it's baked right in. Um, so it keeps uh, malware, uh, uh, cyber attacks to a, to a certain minimum, and then they're also able to control the network and say, hey, you're not allowed to have access between the hours of 8 p.m. and you know 3 in the morning or something like that. So you're, you're covered both from a, a cyber attack perspective as well as outside, you know, maybe somebody wanting to access your network off hours. So, like I said, when we first started talking, I noticed the booth was was surrounded by people. You, are you really finding that BSPs are really hungry for this? In a big way. So, just like us, we knew that it was a gap that we didn't have. Um, ISPs and BSPs are, are no different. They see it. Currently, they have small business customers, and that's usually who they're going to go after right away, is just give them that value right off the bat. Um, but they're also using it as means to expand their, their subscriber count, right? Who, who are we going after off net, right? Are they, are they actually in our footprint? Can we support them if they're in a competitor's footprint? And they can with SmartBiz, which is great. So are you seeing that Calyx is doing some of these things outside the box that you're not really seeing from others? Or is this something that's going to be a trend? Um, I think this is going to be a trend. So we already have competitors in the market today. Um, albeit they're not doing exactly what we're doing, maybe bits and components of it. Um, I don't think this is gonna be the end spot, right? We're gonna definitely evolve. Um, we've already announced uh, Managed Biz, which is gonna be kind of pushing up market past SMB into, into mid and enterprise level. Um, and then we'll run into new competition in that space too. So I, no, I don't think this is gonna be the end. And what ultimately for you, I've asked this of the education rep and the smart town rep, what would you like to see this grow into? Um, I, the vision here is that it's going to be a marketplace for smart biz or for small businesses. Um, so having access to a, a, a Giga Center or sorry, a, um, uh, a Giga Spire and then be able to just turn on features when I want them. So VPN access or endpoint security right we'll able to just say hey you've got a marketplace available now as a, as a smart biz customer what else can we do for you how, how else can we support you 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Jacob. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. I talked with Mary Beth, Joshua, and Jacob during the Connections 2023 conference, which is hosted by Calix and held in Las Vegas every October. I'll be taking the podcast on the road again in mid-November for the U.S. Broadband Summit. Until next time, I'm Jessica Denson. Thanks for listening to Connected Nation. If you like our show and want to know more about us, head to ConnectedNation.org or look for the latest episodes of Connected Nation on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Pandora, or Spotify.